The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. I hope the week is treating you well. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. Wednesday of the 29th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2, and Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the Rosary. Today is the memorial of St. Isaac Jogues, St. John de Brebeuf, and their companions, the Jesuit martyrs of North America. As a young Jesuit, Isaac Jogues taught literature in France. He gave up that to work among the Huron Indians in the New World. In 1636, he and his companions, under the leadership of Jean de Brébeuf, arrived in Quebec. In a few years, Father Jogues was captured by the Iroquois, imprisoned for 13 months. He escaped, and he returned to France, bearing the marks of his sufferings. Pope Urban VIII gave him permission to offer Mass with his mutilated hands. In a few months, he sailed for his missions among the Hurons again. He and Jean de Lalande were captured by a Mohawk war party. October 18th, Father Jogues was tomahawked and beheaded. Jean de Lalande was killed the next day. René Goupil was tortured along with Isaac Jogues in 1642. He was tomahawked for having made the sign of the cross on the brow of some children. Father Anthony Daniel was killed by the Iroquois. The Jesuit martyrs of North America were canonized in 1930. St. Isaac Jogues, St. Jean de Brébeuf, Jesuit martyrs of North America, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Eternal Father, I offer you everything I do this day, my work, my prayers, my apostolic efforts, my time with family and friends, my hours of relaxation, my difficulties, problems, distress, which I shall try to bear with patience. Join these, my gifts, to the unique offering which Jesus Christ, your Son, renews today in the Eucharist. Grant, I pray, that vivified by the Holy Spirit and united to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, my life this day may be of service to you and your children and help consecrate the world to you. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for the church, ever faithful to and courageous in preaching the gospel. May the church be a community of solidarity, fraternity, and welcome, always living in an atmosphere of synodality. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, for the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, Intercede for me. But know this, that if the householder had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would have been awake and would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready, 
for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Lord Jesus, these words of yours from today's Gospel, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, these words of yours, Jesus, call us to a constancy in vigilance, to be alert, to be aware, to be aware of our spiritual state, to be aware of what you're expecting of us, and to be ready, to be ready for your coming again, for your coming for us, either at the end of the world, which we never know when exactly it will happen, or you're coming for us at our personal end of the world, which is our death and our particular judgment. And Jesus, the analogy you make here is very striking. If the householder knew at what hour the thief was coming, well, that's precisely when he would be the most ready, the most prepared. His house would be the most protected. He would perhaps be armed. He would call his neighbors over to come and fend off the thief, or perhaps the authorities would be there to try to apprehend the thief. If he could know exactly when the invasion was happening, exactly when the trial would take place, well, he would be the most alert at that point, the most ready, the most prepared at that point. And Jesus says, you must also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you'd not expect. And so this is a call to a constant state of alert, a constant state of watchfulness. Because we don't know, we simply don't know when we're going to die. We don't know when Jesus is going to come again to judge us. And so we don't want to fall into lukewarmness. We don't want to fall into complacency. We don't want to fall into presumption, thinking everything is just fine. Rather, we want to be trying our best to love, to do what God wants of us, to trust Him in everything in our life, to love others and Him as much as possible, so that when He comes to judge us, we're ready. And it's a joyful reunion with our with our Lord. We're sorry for our sins, we're working on our defects, and above all, we're trying to trust God and love Him in everything we do, and love Him also in everyone in our life. Aristotle, a famous Greek philosopher, says that a small mistake in the beginning can lead to a great error in the end. And this is certainly true of of things with a trajectory, that if you launch a rocket and your your angle is off just by just a very small fraction, well, over the course of hundreds of miles or thousands of miles, of course, that small fraction in its trajectory that was off will lead it to be many hundreds or thousands of miles from where you want it to be. And so a small error in the beginning, a small mistake in our direction or our path can lead to a very wide divergence from our target or where we want to be heading. And this is true of our life. Our life has a trajectory. Our life should be heading to God. And our small defects, if we're not aware of them, if we're not working on them, if we don't bring them to confession to get God's grace and forgiveness, well, those small defects, even though they're small, over time become solidified into bad habits and can at times even lead us perhaps into some situation of of a grave offense against God or a mortal sin. The small things that lead to lukewarmness eventually also lead to greater offenses against God. A small mistake in the beginning 
can lead to a greater error over time. And for this, it's important for us to take advantage of the examination of conscience. Jesus, help me every night before I go to bed or sometime towards the end of the day. Jesus, help me to have an appointment with you so that with you, Jesus, I look at my day and I try to find, well, where did I go wrong today? Even if it was just a small error, a small mistake or a habit that I know is not that bad, but it's not good either. And to recognize it and to call it out with our Lord and to find some way of working on it for the next day, telling him we're sorry for that defect. And that daily habit of that daily examination of conscience should only take three minutes, two or three minutes. It's a very concrete way of living obedience to our Lord. Our Lord says, watch, be alert, know that I could come at any time. You can die at any time. Be ready to be judged by me. Be ready to meet me. And in our exam, we say, okay, I'm trying to stay awake. I'm trying to be aware of my good points and to reinforce those and my bad points and to be sorry for those and to work on them. I'm trying not to fall into a spiritual blindness, any sort of complacency or lukewarmness. To look at our conduct, to look at our day with the help of the Holy Spirit in our Lord's presence is a great way of doing this, of staying awake. And we do it without fear. We do it without fear. Jesus is not a thief who's coming to hurt us. Yes, he is a judge who will exact a certain justice for our sinfulness and punish us for our unrepentant sins, purify us in purgatory to the extent that we need it. But he is our friend. He's coming to help us. He's coming to judge us with his mercy. St. Augustine says something fantastic, wonderful about the end of the world. He says, if we fear the coming of Jesus, it's because we love our sins more than we love Jesus. What a wonderful way of thinking about our judgment, whether our judgment when Jesus comes to judge us at the end of our individual life or the final judgment when Jesus comes to judge the whole world. St. Augustine says, if you fear the coming of Jesus to judge you, it's because you love your sins more than you love him. Why? Because Jesus is coming to remedy our sins. Jesus is the solution of sinfulness. He's the enemy of the evil in us. And so insofar as our heart is corrupt or crooked or sinful, complicit with our sinfulness, well, then that's what causes us to fear judgment, to fear God, to fear the coming of Jesus, because Jesus is coming to wipe out sin, to conquer sin. And so we should only fear him insofar as we're kind of like still allied with sinfulness, still complicit with our sinfulness. And so the way not to fear him is precisely to keep recognizing our sinfulness, keep being sorry for our sins, keep appealing to his mercy, and keep working on working on our virtues working on the virtues that are opposite to our sinful habits. And the examination of conscience helps us with all that, to admit our sinfulness, to be sorry for our sins, to appeal to God's mercy, and then to find some little way with God's grace, little practical way with God's grace of correcting those errors that we've discovered. Jesus, we don't want to be afraid of you. We want to love you more 
than our sinfulness. We want to welcome your coming at the end of our life or indeed at the end of time. And we don't know exactly the time of either. And so Jesus, help us to be ready. Help us to be watchful. We go to Our Lady. Our Lady, Our Mother Mary, is the morning star. She sheds light. She brings the lamp of Christ, the lamp of the Holy Spirit, into our life so that we can see clearly, see clearly what we need to change, what we need to work on, what we need to be sorry for, and then what we need to do to please our Lord, to be pleasing to Him when He comes to judge us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect, my Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of the Jesuit Martyrs of North America. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church now as we begin the liturgical day. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn, as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah, they challenged me and provoked me. Although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Forty years I endured that generation. 
I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. You Lord, you are my strength. I love, I love you, Lord. You, you are, are my strength. strength. I love you, Lord, my strength, my rock, my fortress, my savior. My God is the rock where I take refuge, my shield, my mighty help, my stronghold. The Lord is worthy of all praise. When I call, I am saved from my foes. The waves of death rose about me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The snares of the grave entangled me. The traps of death confronted me. In my anguish I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple he heard my voice. My cry came to his ears. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord has saved me. He wanted me for his own. The Lord has saved me. He wanted me for his own. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The mountains were shaken to their base. They reeled at his terrible anger. Smoke came forth from his nostrils and scorching fire from his mouth. Coals were set ablaze by its heat. He lowered the heavens and came down, a black cloud under his feet. He came enthroned on the cherubim. He flew on the wings of the wind. He made the darkness his covering, the dark waters of the clouds his tent. A brightness shone out before him with hailstones and flashes of fire. 
The Lord thundered in the heavens. The Most High let his voice be heard. He shot his arrows, scattered the foe, flashed his lightnings, and put them to flight. The bed of the ocean was revealed. The foundations of the world were laid bare at the thunder of your threat, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your anger. From on high he reached down and seized me. He drew me forth from the mighty waters. He snatched me from my powerful foe, from my enemies whose strength I could not match. They assailed me in the day of my misfortune, but the Lord was my support. He brought me forth into freedom. He saved me because he loved me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has saved me. He wanted me for his own. Lord, kindle a light for my guidance and scatter my darkness. Lord, kindle a light for my guidance and scatter my darkness. He rewarded me because I was just, repaid me for my hands were clean, for I have kept the way of the Lord and have not fallen away from my God. For his judgments are all before me. I have never neglected his commands. I have always been upright before him. I have kept myself from guilt. He repaid me because I was just and my hands were clean in his eyes. You are loving with those who love you. You show yourself perfect with the perfect. With the sincere you show yourself sincere, but the cunning you outdo in cunning. For you save a humble people, but humble the eyes that are proud. You, O Lord, are my lamp, my God who lightens my darkness. With you I can break through any barrier. With my God I can scale any wall. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord God, our strength and salvation, put in us the flame of your love, and make our love for you grow to a perfect love which reaches to our neighbor. Lord, kindle a light for my nights and scatter my darkness. Our spirits yearn for the Lord. He is, he is our, our help and our protector. From the book of Esther, Queen Esther, seized with mortal anguish, had recourse to the Lord. Taking off her splendid garments, she put on garments of distress and mourning. In place of her precious ointments, she covered her head with dirt and ashes. She afflicted her body severely. All her festive adornments were put aside, and her hair was wholly dishevelled. Then she prayed to the Lord, the God of Israel, saying, My Lord, our King, you alone are God. Help me who am alone, and have no help but you, for I am taking my life in my hand. As a child I was wont to hear from the people of the land of my forefathers that you, O Lord, chose Israel from among all peoples, and our fathers from among all their ancestors, as a lasting heritage, and that you fulfilled all your promises to them. 
But now we have sinned in your sight, and you have delivered us into the hands of our enemies, because we worshipped their gods. You are just, O Lord. But now they are not satisfied with our bitter servitude, but have undertaken to do away with the decree you have pronounced, and to destroy your heritage, to close the mouths of those who praise you, and to extinguish the glory of your temple and your altar, to open the mouths of the heathen to acclaim their false gods, and to extol an earthly king forever. O Lord, do not relinquish your scepter to those that are naught. Let them not gloat over our ruin, but turn their own counsel against them and make an example of our chief enemy. Be mindful of us, O Lord. Manifest yourself in the time of our distress, and give me courage, King of gods and ruler of every power. Put in my mouth persuasive words in the presence of the lion, and turn his heart to hatred for our enemy, so that he and those who are in league with him may perish. Save us by your power and help me, who am alone and have no one but you, O Lord. You know all things. You know that I hate the glory of the pagans, and abhor the bed of the uncircumcised, or of any foreigner. You know that I am under constraint, that I abhor the sign of grandeur which rests on my head when I appear in public. Abhor it like a polluted rag, and do not wear it in private. I, your handmaid, have never eaten at the table of Haman, nor have I graced the banquet of the king or drunk the wine of libations. From the day I was brought here till now, your handmaid has had no joy except in you, O Lord, God of Abraham. O God, more powerful than all, hear the voice of those in despair, save us from the power of the wicked, and deliver me from my fear. King of the saints, all-powerful Lord, give me courage. Put, Put the, the right, right words, words into my mouth, that, that I might speak wisely. Give us some time for repentance, and do not silence those who sing your praise, O Lord. Put the right words into my mouth, that I might speak wisely. From the Spiritual Diaries by Saint-Jean de Brebeuf, Priest and Martyr For two days now I have experienced a great desire to be a martyr and to endure all the torments the martyrs suffered. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, what can I give you in return for all the favors you have first conferred on me? I will take from your hand the cup of your sufferings and call on your name. I vow before your Eternal Father and the Holy Spirit, before your Most Holy Mother and her Most Chaste Spouse, before the angels, apostles, and martyrs, before my Blessed Fathers, St. Ignatius and St. Francis Xavier, in truth I vow to you, Jesus my Savior, that as far as I have the strength, I will never fail to accept the grace of martyrdom if some day you, in your infinite mercy, would offer it to me, your most unworthy servant. I bind myself in this way, so that for the rest of my life I will have neither permission nor freedom to refuse opportunities of dying and shedding my blood for you, unless, at a particular juncture, I should consider it more suitable for your glory to act otherwise at that time. Further, I bind myself to this so that, on receiving the blow of death, I shall accept it from your hands with the fullest delight and joy of spirit. 
For this reason, my beloved Jesus, and because of the surging joy which moves me, here and now I offer my blood and body and life. May I die only for you, if you will grant me this grace, since you willingly died for me. Let me so live that you may grant me the gift of such a happy death. In this way, my God and Savior, I will take from your hand the cup of your sufferings and call on your name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. My God, it grieves me greatly that you are not known, that in this savage wilderness all have not been converted to you, that sin has not been driven from it. My God, even if all the brutal tortures which prisoners in this region must endure should fall on me, I offer myself most willingly to them, and I alone shall suffer them all. Through faith, the saints conquered kingdoms and did what was just. They secured promises and were strong in battle. All of them have won approval for their witness to the faith. God tried them and found them worthy of himself. All of them have won approval for their witness to the faith. Let us pray. O God, who chose to manifest the blessed hope of your eternal kingdom by the toil of Saints John de Brebeuf, Isaac Yogues, and their companions, and by the shedding of their blood, graciously grant that through their intercession the faith of Christians may be strengthened day by day. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour, we'll take a look at today's gospel in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer. It's all coming up on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. We celebrate the Jesuit martyrs of North America. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord reminds us to always be ready. It's from the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. But know this that if the householder had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would have been awake and would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? Who then is the faithful and wise steward? whom his master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the proper time. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat the men servants and the maid servants and to eat and drink and get drunk the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know and will punish him and put him with the unfaithful 
And that servant who knew his master's will, but did not make ready or act according to his will, shall receive a severe beating. But he who did not know and did what deserved a beating shall receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much is given, of him will much be required. And of him to whom men commit much, they will demand the more. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings can be found on the relevant radio app. Well, one thing which will absolutely help us to achieve personal holiness is to sanctify our work. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. Our ability to respond to God is a sign of our human dignity. Only a free agent can choose to be responsible and elect to do what conforms to the will of God and to his own perfection. For the Christian living in the middle of the world, he or she must choose to act responsibly in daily work. Work should be ordered to the glory of God, to the service of society, to the fulfillment of family obligations. It also provides a vital area for personal apostolate. Pope John Paul I once spoke of the obligations of teachers. Italian teachers have behind them classic examples of exemplary attachment and dedication to the school. Carducci was a professor at Bologna University. He went to Florence to attend certain celebrations. One evening, he was taking leave of the Minister of Education. No, the minister said, stay tomorrow too. I can't, Your Excellency. Tomorrow I have a lecture at the university and the students are waiting for me. I dispense you. You may dispense me, but I don't. Professor Carducci had really a high sense both of the school and of the pupils. He was of the race of those who say, To teach John Latin, it is not enough to know Latin. One must also know and love John. And again, the value of the lesson depends on the preparation. This was a man deeply in love with his work. How many times ought we to say, I don't dispense myself, even when the circumstances may offer us a way out? A Christian with this sense of responsibility will endeavor to study as well as he possibly can and then perform to high standards in his place of work. This approach to work will yield as bonus the valuable asset of professional prestige. The goal holds true for all kinds of professions, for the mother of a family, for the university professor, for the office worker, for the businessman. Whenever your will weakens in your ordinary work, one must recall these thoughts. Study, work, is an essential part of my way. If I were discredited professionally as a consequence of my laziness, it would make my work as a Christian useless or impossible. To attract and to help others, I need the influence of my professional reputation, and that is what God wants. Never doubt that if you abandon your task, you are going away from God's plans and leading others away from them. (laughs) 
In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Sixteen before the hour, we join the whole church in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. With souls alert for happiness, we sing the praises which are due to Share the martyr's fellowship. 
Lord, in your light we see light itself. O Lord, Lord, in in your light we see light itself. Sin speaks to the sinner in the depths of his heart. There is no fear of God before his eyes. He so flatters himself in his mind that he knows not his guilt. In his mouth are mischief and deceit. All wisdom is gone. He plots the defeat of goodness as he lies on his bed. He has set his foot on evil ways. He clings to what is evil. Your love, O Lord, reaches to heaven, your truth to the skies. Your justice like God's mountain, your judgments like the deep. To both man and beast you give protection. O Lord, how precious is your love. My God, the sons of men find refuge in the shelter of your wings. They feast on the riches of your house. They drink from the stream of your delight. In you is the source of life, and in your light we see light. Keep on loving those who know you, doing justice for upright hearts. Let the foot of the proud not crush me, nor the hand of the wicked cast me out. See how the evildoers fall? Flung down, they shall never arise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you are the source of unfailing light. Give us true knowledge of your mercy, so that we may renounce our pride and be filled with the riches of your house. O Lord, in your light we see light itself. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. Strike up the instruments, a song to my God with timbrels. Chant to the Lord with cymbals. Sing to him a new song. Exalt and acclaim his name. A new hymn I will sing to my God. O Lord, great are you and glorious, wonderful in power and unsurpassable. Let your every creature serve you. For you spoke, and they were made. You sent forth your Spirit, and they were created. No one can resist your word. The mountains to their bases, and the seas are shaken. The rocks, like wax, melt before your glance. But to those who fear you, You are very merciful. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. All peoples, clap your hands, cry to God with shouts of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, we must fear, great King over all the earth. He subdues peoples under us and nations under our feet. Our inheritance, our glory, is from Him, given to Jacob out of love. God goes up with shouts of joy. The Lord goes up with trumpet blast. Sing praise for God. Sing praise. Sing praise to our King. Sing praise. God is King of all the earth. 
Sing praise with all your skill. God is king over the nations. God reigns on his holy throne. The princes of peoples are assembled with the people of Abraham's God. The rulers of the earth belong to God, to God all who reigns over all. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, King of all peoples and all ages, it is your victory we celebrate as we sing with all the skill at our command. Help us always to overcome evil by good, and we may rejoice in your triumph forever. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. A reading from 2 Corinthians. Praised be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all consolation. He comforts us in all our afflictions, and thus enables us to comfort those who are in trouble with the same consolation we have received from Him. As we have shared much in the suffering of Christ, so through Christ do we share abundantly in His consolation. The Word of the Lord. The just are the friends of God. They live with Him forever. The just are the friends of God. They live with Him forever. God Himself is their reward. They live with Him forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The just are the friends of God. They live with Him forever. Blessed are those who suffer persecution for the sake of justice. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Blessed are those who suffer persecution for the sake of justice. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Our Savior's faithfulness is mirrored in the fidelity of His witnesses who shed their blood for the Word of God. 
Let us praise him in remembrance of them. You redeemed us by your blood. Your martyrs freely embraced death in bearing witness to the faith. Give us the true freedom of the Spirit, O Lord. You redeemed us by your blood. Your martyrs professed their faith by shedding their blood. Give us a faith, O Lord, that is constant and pure. You redeemed us by your blood. Your martyrs followed in your footsteps by carrying the cross. Help us to endure courageously the misfortunes of life. You redeemed us by your blood. Your martyrs washed their garments in the blood of the Lamb. Help us to avoid the weaknesses of the flesh and worldly allurements. You redeemed us by your blood. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who chose to manifest the blessed hope of your eternal kingdom by the toil of Saints John de Brebeuf, Isaac Yogues, and their companions, and by the shedding of their blood, graciously grant that through their intercession the faith of Christians may be strengthened day by day. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Jesuit Martyrs of North America pray for us. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. You go out now and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.